how can we improve the experience of volunteering, both for the volunteer and the nonprofit that is organizing the opportunity? We're going to tackle that today. This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories of data and technology in the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. I love talking with entrepreneurs that are tackling ideas that maybe have been left dormant for a long time. And today we're discussing volunteerism and the way that his app, Golden, can actually make a difference in the quality of volunteering opportunities both for the volunteer and for the nonprofit, making it a bit easier and applying the same type of tech and thinking that, you know, Uber did when they looked at the the car industry and, you know, fill in the blank type of innovation says, how do we make this easier? How do we make it simpler and improve it? According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, and this is a crazy number, I looked that up, 62 million uh, folks volunteered at least once um, last year in 2015. So, you know, it's it's a massive market, and there certainly are incredible players out there, such as, you know, Volunteer Match, and, you know, in New York, we love New York Cares. So the volunteer opportunities are out there, but what Sam uh, Fankuchin, the founder of this app, is trying to do is really make it more consistent for the volunteer, uh, allowing them to do things like background checks and a whole bunch of tracking to open up more data to the nonprofit that's organizing uh, these volunteer opportunities. And you know me, I love it. Anytime we can open up data for more nonprofits, anytime we can improve the experience of volunteerism, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a good move. So let's see what he has to say about the process of building this app and where he is uh, in, in this big endeavor. here with Sam Van Kuchen, the uh, founder of Golden, a volunteering app. How's it going, man? It's going great, George. How are you? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Why don't you tell us a little about what you've been building and how you got here? For sure. So uh, Golden, for all of us on our team, has really been a a lifelong pursuit um, for us to help everybody live happier, fuller lives. And we think that a really important factor in that, and in fact, one of the key drivers of happiness overall is volunteering. Typically, though, a lot of us have had difficulty figuring out how to get involved and how to participate in an ecosystem that is very complicated and typically disorganized. So we built an app that allows all of us to experience what we call golden moments with whatever frequency we want. And a golden moment, just to help clarify that, are those moments when you could be doing anything that you truly love and you look around where you are and you see who's there and you appreciate that moment and know in the future you're going to look back on it and really try and live in moments like that as often as you can. Um, we all know them when we have them, but the reality is a lot of times things get in the way in life and we don't get to go experience them as often as we would like. Um, so we found a very approachable way to introduce people to volunteering was to figure out what they enjoy doing with their free time anyway and then use an app to very quickly get them to sign up and go and do the things that they love in a context that is noble and helps other people with um, issues that may affect the way that they live their lives. Totally makes sense. And when you come to solving a problem, why did you think to go create an app first rather than, say, uh, you know, a volunteering online sort of portal? That's a great question. So when I was in high school, 
Um, I experienced this issue firsthand. I tried volunteering and I just could not find a place that wanted to take me. I couldn't get in touch with people who are hosting these opportunities. And I figured, hey, let's just build a website where people can find volunteer opportunities and that'll be that. So I was pitching that idea in a college class my sophomore year at Stanford. And we got offered a term sheet three days later and I dropped out of college to start a website that paired people with volunteer work which is a really meaningful experience, but we learned very quickly that building technology in 2006 was a lot more difficult than it is today. Not a lot of things were easily available. You'd have to build them from scratch. And a website is an environment that really helps with initial discovery. If somebody is searching on Google, it doesn't really capture people's attention before they think to discover something. And it also doesn't capture their attention after they discover, but before they commit. The beauty of a mobile app is that some user who finds it can be invited by somebody else they know into the experience. A website, send a link, they might or might not go into the experience, but with an app, you can invite somebody directly into it. And then you can personalize the way the content shows to somebody based on things that you know about them, and you can use that to commit them to certain behaviors in real life a lot easier than a website. We love mobile, in particular for volunteers, for the consumer side of our equation, because the experience is very intimate. You hold a device, you look at content, you can take it with you, access it according to your own schedule. But then the device reminds you to follow through on the things that you want to do. So typically, you get reminded through your calendar or through push notifications, but it really goes much deeper than that. We can keep track of where people go and make sure that they show up places they say they're going to show up. And it helps to basically close the loop of somebody's experience. By delivering a volunteer experience through mobile rather than through a website, a volunteer is giving you permission to stay with them through their whole discovery process and their whole life cycle process. So it's not just how do they find out about volunteer opportunities, but do they go? How frequently do they go? Who do they take with them? How far do they travel from home? And you really get permission to be there with your community members in a more intimate, engaged way that's not invasive. Because with mobile, your users are always giving you permission to do the capabilities that you want to deliver to them. Yeah, so as you think about it, what is the real killer feature here that the app enables that, let's say, you know, I go on Volunteer Match and I find, you know, a garden project to go work on and I go check them out. How, what's, the, what's the killer feature on this app? It's consistency of expectations for all users involved. And I know that's vague, but there are lots of features that roll up into that. So, for example, I don't know if you would call it a feature, but we have a very tight inventory management system. So if you see a volunteer opportunity on Golden, it means that it exists in a physical location with a real host at a real organization at a real time, and it has a real number of spots associated with it. And when those reservations fill up, the listing disappears. You have this experience of what you see is what you get. Uh, that, that is a big differentiator. Also, registering with a form versus registering with an app is a different form of commitment. You know, if you fill out a form on a website, you might show up, you might not show up. Somebody who's looking through the responses of that form then has to go check people in on site, see if the same people showed up, check their IDs, do a background check. With Golden, we know who all of our users are. We check to see if they show up. They get rated after every time that they go. And there's much more accountability when somebody says they're going to go and do something, both for the operator and for the volunteer. Yeah, I imagine the, um, the piece that I realized that was probably most valuable to me as a potential volunteer is the the fact that my background check would be done saved and like stored there so i don't have to like keep doing background checks though i'm not like a serial volunteer i like volunteer for a handful of things and that's kind of it i'm not like shopping around like it's you know like it's a supermarket yeah exactly i think um everybody in this world realizes that background checks are a real point of friction so 
today, a lot of organizations require these checks for good reason. But in order to perform them, a volunteer or the organization has to arrange for a scheduled time to go do a live scan, which is kind of an invasive, paper-intensive process that takes a lot of personal information and is expensive and kind of interferes with the schedule of volunteering. With Golden, we can run all of the same checks, meaning we can run federal criminal, county criminal, sex offender, watch list, formerly known as the terrorist check. We can do identity thefts and document checks directly through the app instantly and know in real time all of that person's statuses. In addition to, to that, we can, we can do it at a really discounted rate. So we charge our users $20 one time if they want to do it, and then they can use that background check anywhere they want, whether it's for volunteering or for proving to potential roommates that they're not a risk. And, and we see people using that feature all the time, whether or not they're using it to get cleared to go volunteer. So as you look at, you know, growing a community in um, not just an app, but, you know, you have to get volunteers, you have to get volunteer opportunities. How do you approach such a big undertaking? Like, where do you, where do you start and how has it been going? It's a, it's a great question. So we started with the supply side, meaning the supply of volunteer opportunities. And we had a very comprehensive process for finding opportunities and then for qualifying them against standards that we defined create a successful experience for volunteers. So we went and we looked up all of the tax IDs and tax filings for nonprofits that were in Los Angeles, the city we started in. And then we started searching online and through social profiles. And we started to aggregate a big list of nonprofits. So we found about 12,000 within 25 miles of LA. And then we went through and we started qualifying against our criteria for what we thought would make for great content in our app. And that framework was largely inspired by work I did in my master's program and while studying at the design school at Stanford. And basically, there are three drivers of successful volunteer opportunities, both for the volunteer and the organization. There needs to be clear communication of these things uh, in order for expectations to be met so that a volunteer will keep returning. And if you look at that volunteer as a unit of labor, that unit's lifetime value will go up as long as you provide a pattern of engagement that meets expectations. So the three things we looked for were a clear purpose or like a vision that the organization has, clear tasks or a role um, that support that mission. So we're thinking about discrete things. You might not finish all of them during one session, but you get a sense of satisfaction in doing it and you know that you're supporting the mission. And the third is the vibe, or in other words, the people who are there with you because they're who keep you coming back when the work is done. And so we like for our users to be able to see themselves in whatever community they're going to go to. It creates a much richer social fabric for the organization and for the volunteer. So we establish those standards and then we qualify opportunities offered by each of these organizations against those standards and made sure that we had consistent types of experiences in our app or golden opportunities, as we call them. And then we went and we delivered that value proposition to volunteers. We started with captive markets of people we knew had to volunteer. So high school students, companies that had volunteer requirements and so forth. But we quickly saw that those who liked the experience started inviting their friends to the app, inviting their friends to opportunities, and it just grew organically from there. Yeah, that makes sense. So what types of metrics then are you now looking for? You know, you bring uh, you bring the volunteer opportunities in, you set up the app. What are the like tangible things that you're looking at with regard to metrics? Absolutely. Great question. So we look at our own metrics, and then we also standardize and automate 
um, metrics for our users. So we have our own internal culture of looking at these things, and then we, in a very casual, approachable way that doesn't require any sort of technical or analytic understanding, we're able to show our users how they're performing so that they can make effective decisions as well. So in general, for our own platform, we tend to look at the supply of opportunities, the number of monthly active users in each geography that we support, because they relate to liquidity or the frequency of people signing up or being down to volunteer. Then we also look at the frequency that a volunteer repeats at an organization, the frequency of repetition of a schedule of an opportunity for an organization. We look at the take rate. In other words, if you list a certain session of an opportunity with 10 slots, what percentage of those 10 slots are filled in advance of the scheduled time. We look at lifetime value of each volunteer at a specific organization and in our platform to name a few metrics. Yeah, wow. It sounds like there's a lot going on when you're both thinking about it as an app and also as an engagement um, with uh, with different volunteer opportunities in organizations. The other important component, too, which, which I'd love to, you know, if you don't mind, George, um, speak about a little bit, is empowering each of our users to understand how to use the metrics that matter to them. So if you're an organization, the idea of using Golden as a platform for user acquisition is, is a powerful opportunity. So we like to show organizations how many people are seeing their opportunities, how many of them say they're going to go, how many of them show up, how long they spend, what's the value of volunteer time that they donate for a Form 990, what's their lifetime value, how frequently do they come back, what's their virility, how likely are they to invite somebody else they know, and what is that person's lifetime value going to be, what search terms are they using, what schools or companies are they associated with so that you can develop deeper relationships there, what zip code is their home zip code and how far do they travel to come to you. Do you have communities in certain geographies that are close or distant from where you operate? And we can visualize all those things for our users instantly in real time with 100% accuracy so that our partners can make better decisions. All of that stuff has really never been available before. And these are the same types of tools that government agencies would use or that marketplace apps like Uber, Airbnb use in order to determine how healthy their operations are. So I know you're still fairly new in the in the marketplace, but if you could jump in a hot tub time machine and go back to the sort of pre-launch days of, of this app, what advice would you give yourself? It's a great question. I would have raised money earlier. And I know that's a, you know, it's an unusual <laughs> way to answer a question because it's not about timing of the market and it's not about the product, but it's about leverage and optionality as you make decisions. And I had been planning to start this company for a decade. It's the second take on the space. Like I said, I've been personally in it in a long time. So I worked hard and saved some money to start a company and saved enough so that we could launch it on our own without raising outside money. But what I realized was one of the biggest assets we have are people who have invested in us because they've introduced us to partners. They've allowed us to really execute effectively and not pause what we're doing in order to go raise more money or to prove our value to people. And have really championed us in times when things maybe seemed uncertain or like they were moving slowly and incentivized us to make sure that we had productive things to report to people who believed in us, which is so strange because most other entrepreneurs I've worked with say, hey, if you can avoid raising money from people, then you can be more independent and that's great. Um, but if you have the right people aligned with you, they can really create opportunities for you and bring out the best of your team in terms of inspiration. And we couldn't be happier to work with the Think Family Foundation. Uh, we just onboarded two very well-admired Harvard Business School professors as investors last week. And it's a huge sense of pride for our team to have that kind of credibility from outsiders we've admired throughout our lives anyway. 
Well, congratulations. It's awesome to sort of get the momentum, even though he would have gone back in time and done it slightly differently. It's funny. Alrighty, let's move into some rapid-fire questions here. What is one tech tool or website that uh, you or the organization has been using in, say, the past year that's really changed things for you? We're big believers in deep links. So, you know, one great tool that uh, we use and a lot of other people can use is called Branch. And most of the utility you can use for free from Branch. Branch allows you to put a link um, anywhere that will drive somebody into a specific screen within an app or take them to the app store, uh, detects what device they're on. So it will take them either to the Android store or the iOS store and will download the app and then take them to a specific place within the app. We think that's really good for conversion or in other words, getting a user to follow through with an intended behavior. So we use deep links all the time in order to share opportunities among people, in order to promote a certain product that we're offering. And then we can go back and use that same technology in order to trace how many people looked at it, how many people followed through with the intended behavior, how many other users are associated with that user. And it really lets us have a more informed relationship with our community. What are the sort of tech dragons or big sort of features or bugs that you're really needing to, to tackle in the next six months? Obviously, you have an app that has to be supported across different platforms, so I'm sure there's no, no shortage of uh, to-do items. We just completed a big migration from Parse to Amazon Web Services, so that was a, a monster, but actually went pretty smoothly. Moving forward, it should be much, much easier than, than that last project. So what is coming in the next year, either feature or business development move that you're looking forward to? In the next year, uh, so by the end of the summer, we'll have national coverage, and then in about a year, we'll be expanding to uh, new international markets. We've you know, already, in the last few months, released native Android and iOS apps, a web dashboard that's responsive and works on any device, web widgets, the deep influence stuff that I was mentioning. So we've, we've had incredible velocity with our, our product development, and now we just want to see how users continue to use those features and enhance them. What is something you think you or your organization should stop doing? Great question. We should stop doing anything manually that can be automated using scripts or other tools that are available. So we have a tendency as a very customer service oriented culture. You know, we're all about helping people have the best experiences possible. That's why we exist, helping people feel golden. And so we have a tendency to go to the end of the earth for any specific issue, but we would avoid a lot of those issues coming up if a system just handled those behaviors for each of our users. And then if something happened, we could escalate it. Uh, we do a pretty good job of that, but we should be vigilant about automating absolutely everything. If you had a magical Harry Potter wand that could change one sort of inefficiency or problem you see in the sector, what would it do? I would help everybody challenge preconceptions they have about how effective they can be and what tools they can use. So we've designed everything with Golden to be very self-serve, um, but we've discovered that sometimes people still treat it like it's some sort of decision-making process. In reality, all of us sign up for services every day, like registering a Gmail account or subscribing to a newsletter. Now, doing anything that we offer and, and a lot of other services offer is as easy as just typing in an email address and going from there. So I would encourage more people to try as soon as they have an interest in trying something. Gotcha. And finally, uh, coming up to the end here, how do people find you uh, online? How do they get involved with the app, whether they're a volunteer or a nonprofit? Thanks. The best place to go for an organization looking to use the dashboards and tools is dashboard.goldenvolunteer.com and then register. If you're somebody interested in using the apps, you can go uh, search for Golden 
in either the iTunes store or in the Google Play store. You can also go to our website, goldenvolunteer.com, and get a direct link to the appropriate store in order to download the app. Well, awesome. I downloaded it. I started playing around with it, and I'm sure I'll be tricked into volunteering in no time. Thanks. Yeah, we try to make it really easy. Everything's free. And if you want to start doing really advanced things with analytics or running background checks, then you, you pay discounted fees for those services. But the core functionality is free, and we've been thrilled to see big wait lists in every state in the country. And now we're doing our best to service all those areas. Well, I can't wait to maybe check in on you in a year and maybe we'll come back and cite this podcast and uh, and see how you're doing. Yeah, thanks so much. And thanks for everything you guys do for the social enterprise space. Oh, appreciate that. All right. Good luck, buddy. Thanks. See ya. It is no secret that I am personally not a big fan of apps. I think they're created way too frequently for uh, problems that just don't exist. And, you know, the, the sort of gut check on whether or not you should create an app is, you know, the following question. You know, is it like air to your organization? Is it like air to your idea? In that if we can't breathe, if we can't have this app, is there's like no other way that this will work unless it is in an app form. And, you know, I, you know, in my discussions with Sam, it, it's very clear that this is, uh, this is what his goal has been for quite some time. And I love that persistence. Like, he, I don't know if he heard it. He said, I've been working on this for a decade. And it's interesting because so many great ideas, uh, you know, they die on the vine because, you know, it's simply just based on timing, not in, uh, not enough adoption or not uh, just in customer acquisition land. Like just people have not accepted that new model of working with it. So he is really, uh, I kind of got to salute him. He's really been after this idea for a long time. And this new iteration is very interesting and in trying to really create a holistic experience for, for volunteers. I encourage you to check it out um, and take a look at it in your, in your state and you know where to find them in our show notes is episode 57 where we'll also list some of those cool tools uh, that he is using as always thanks for joining us this has been using the whole whale for more resources on today's show please visit wholewhale.com slash podcast and consider following us on twitter at whole whale and thanks for joining us today's music brought to you by greg thomas uh, we love this guy go check him out online greg thomas music and find some awesome soothing background for your next training video or podcast 